Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. The checks and balances are key, folks. Most people really don't understand how important the checks and balances really are. They're vital to the preservation of the greatest country on the face of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. Really, serious, serious business indeed. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Man, there's so much news going on. It's just crazy. In fact, yesterday it was so crazy, we wanted to do a two-hour special broadcast. We didn't even have time to recap the previous show. So, on this Freedom, Love, and Fantastic, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, and one issue at a time, Faith-Filled Friday. Uh, we've got two days to recap, Thursday and Wednesday. So, let's start with Wednesday. We had our guest on Becky Akers, a freelance writer, well-known anarchist. And uh, you know what? Her articles appear all over. She writes against the abuses of the TSA, and she's been written up in the Christian Science Monitor, the Washington Post, the New York Post, Liberty Roundtable Live, LouRockwell.com, Forbes, just about everywhere. She's a great writer, and she even wrote two novels. Okay? Her first novel is called Hailstorm, about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots to ever live. The second one, Abducting Arnold about the Benedict Arnold story, probably the other side of the story you've never heard of. Two great novels, get them before they're banned. We talked about New York Governor Kathy Hochul admits that COVID hospitalizations are flat out overcounted after top health officials confessed that she misled parents to promote vaccinations. Think about that, folks. You got a top New York official misled parents to promote vaccinations if you've got a lie to promote vaccinations ladies and gentlemen you know something's wrong with their narrative don't you anyway even fauci even thug fauci admits he says if you look at the children that are hospitalized many of them are hospitalized with covid as opposed to because of covid and so why are we hearing this two years later When you double down and talk about the injury and the death and the hospitalizations that are overflowing hospitals for two years, Anthony, and we told you it wasn't true, hospitals weren't full of the people with COVID, and you lied, 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 all to ratchet up that fear, all to ratchet up that concern, all misleading the public. You, the leaders of states, have done the same thing. Why are you on this bender? for dishonesty is government outright lying when it comes to everything covid related and the answer is you have to really start to think so they lied about hospitalizations if you broke your leg 
You went in. Oh, man, you got tested for COVID, then COVID positive. It was a COVID case at the hospital. Lies. You went in for a broken leg. Okay? Deaths are the same way. They've been lying about the numbers of deaths if you die. But you didn't die because of COVID, but you had COVID at the time of your death. It's a COVID death. Lies, lies, all the way through lies. And now they're admitting it two years later. I call for Fauci to be fired. But so is Rand Paul and everybody else. But the American people love Anthony. They love old Tony Fauci. Dishonest Tony. But there's now a push to have a big old debate. That's right. I'll tell you about that debate later in the broadcast. A huge debate being considered. (laughs) It'll be an interesting debate. I'll tell you that right now. Anthony Fauci debated Rand Paul and lost big on the Senate floor, right? Just imagine if a couple of other doctors. Yeah. Debate. Anthony Fauci. I'll tell you who coming up. All right, the FBI's secret weapon in the Capitol attack. They call it man manhunt attack, if you will. So, you know, the attack on the Capitol, then the manhunt by government after, right? They call it a band of online sleuths called sedition hunters. And they have had an enormous effect on the January 6th investigation. HuffPost with the details. Now, Becky warns, why would the HuffPost report this? The HuffPost is not our friend. She's right. But they say Sedition Hunters is a global community of open source intelligence investigators working together to assist the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI and Washington, D.C. Capitol Police to find out who's committing crimes. SeditionHunters.org. Uh, This is a very scary uh, development, ladies and gentlemen, because the FBI literally is working with these people, uh, and the FBI doesn't really know even who they are. Okay, I believe the U.S. government and the military now have declared war on the American people with this kind of manhunt, violating your Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights, literally spying on all your communications. But you know what, folks? This is nothing new. The Republicans kicked this off. Not the Democrats. The Republicans under the leadership of You got it, George Bush. George Bush used the Patriot Act and other communication capabilities to spy on the American people. And when he got caught at it, he lied. And when he lied, he said, oh, we're just, you know, focusing on foreign people and people of interest and people that are likely to be terrorists with probable cause. And then later, it turned out that everybody, yeah, it turned out that everybody was being spied on. And then instead of admitting he lied and tossing him out of office and charging him criminally for his dishonest abuse of the Constitution, we doubled down and backed George and gave him more more and more and more and more authority. It's a shame. Biden declares war on America, literally. That's a headline written by Charles Hurt in the Washington Times. So it's not just me saying that, oh, but yet you got to understand that article that I just mentioned. Biden declares war on America, literally. That was April 29, 2021, literally almost 10 years or a little over 10 years ago. So this uh, war on America by the liberals and socialists has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, there you have it. We also reported on, remember, uh, David Daladin. He was the guy that reported on the Planned Parenthood in bed with the United States government, literally buying and selling baby body parts, harvesting from abortions, baby body parts, and selling them. Anyway, he spent 30 months investigating and capturing proof, evidence, video, 
of Planned Parenthood's top leadership medical directors in bed with your government and our tax dollars? Yeah. Well, now David has nine felony counts. Kamala Harris literally raided his home over this. So the one that gets the shaft is the one trying to stop the murder of babies and the buying and selling of baby body parts. The guy that tries to call a halt to that murderous agenda goes to jail. Nine felony counts. The thugs that are committing the crimes run free. Yeah, government ratchets up using COVID con as a pretext to peddle fear everywhere. The Great Reset absolutely continues is the point Becky Akers really finished the broadcast on. They're resetting everything that we hold dear into some, they're changing the affairs of the nation in a very dangerous way. Second hour will be with Dr. Scott Bradley, and we'll break that down in much more detail. By the way, President Trump, atta- or, I'm sorry, President Biden attacking Donald Trump. What a shame that is. We'll talk about that more, uh, but literally referring to democracy over and over. That was Wednesday's show. On Thursday, yesterday, we had an equally incredible broadcast. We had our guest with us, Chris Carlson, well-known citizen reporter. He says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The fight for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen to that. We'll follow the facts wherever they lead lies. Attorney General Merrick Garland, yeah, he vows to pursue Jan 6 perpetrators wherever it may lead. But he lies because we talked about Meet Ray Epps Part 2. Details exposing massive web of provocateurs, operators, if you will, at the head of the insurrection. Revolver.news with this incredible, incredible article. And we laid out the characters six weeks ago. They had their first article. That's why it's part two on Ray Epps. But six weeks ago, Revolver News published a blockbuster investigative report on Ray Epps, a man who more than any other individual appears to be the key to unlocking exactly what happened. The question of was government involved in the January 6th insurrection, and the answer we believe is yes. Epps was seen leading key people and managing key aspects of the initial breach of the Capitol grounds himself. Yes, Ray Epps. And in this report, Revolver News blows open this network of still unindicted key operators who appeared to have been working with and or around Ray Epps during the initial Capitol grounds breach, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever heard about this gun-filled, possibly gun-filled bus? It was called Hippies for Trump that was literally stopped the day before January 6th insurrection. Yeah, did you ever hear about that before we told you about it? Yeah, the mainstream press covered it up entirely. The official story says that an initial, I'm sorry, an initial person, an individual by the name of Ryan Sansel, started the riot by pushing the barricades first. That turned out to be a flat-out lie. We have on video somebody else ahead of Ryan. Who are these people? We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. With you live, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday we had a two-hour special broadcast documenting the January 6, 2021 Capitol insurrection breach. Most people were there innocently, were funneled into places they should have not been, and were dishonestly betrayed, we believe, by, well, several unique people. Uh, we believe the government is backing these people that created the insurrection. Why do we believe that? Because we have fingered who these people are via all kinds of video evidence timestamped phone uh, record evidence and everything else and the government's not looking at any of the people really responsible although they've got several hundred political prisoners uh, that are really innocent that are in jail uh, and they're not being treated very fairly but we talked about who are these people at the lead of this insurrection on video ray epps is the key then we have several other people we don't know their names so we've got nicknames for them Scaffold commanders, the guy that was up on the scaffolding with a bullhorn telling the people to move forward, move forward. We're going to get into the Capitol, then celebrating when they got into the Capitol. He's working directly with Ray Epps as well. Who is this guy? We also have Tower Man who tried to give a peaceful speech, and then scaffold commanders shut him down. Well, they're partners. They were seen working together. Tower Man was seen later involved in the insurrection uh, and contrary to his speech. So it's good cop, bad cop going on. Fence cutter bulwark. This is the guy that really started cutting fences and throwing uh, barricades uh, behind the wall so people didn't realize. They literally created a breach letting the American people not realize that they were crossing areas they should not even be in. We also have black ski mask. Who is this guy? This guy was on a bus that was stopped right out in front of the Justice Department a day before the insurrection. And black ski mask was on that bus. And they said there was drugs 
and weapons, meaning guns and possibly bombs and everything else on that bus. It got stopped. How did Black Ski Mask continue? Well, he's involved with Ray Epps, with Fence Cutter Bulwark, with Tower Man, with Scaffold Commander. What's up with all that? Then you got B-Civil Guy playing the good cop, bad cop to Black Ski Mask. Why do we say that? Because Black Civil Guy, ladies and gentlemen, said be civil, be civil, be civil, but then he's seen working with the insurrectionists, the people who led the breach and paved the way for the American people to be led into this dishonest funnel, straight into the Capitol, and then betray them. Okay, but the FBI, the government's not looking at any of these people. None of them. You got to ask the question why. Anyway, Revolver.News does a great job reporting on the Ray Epps story and then Ray Epps Part 2. We played sound bites and everything else about the agenda. You hear him on Bullhorn saying, move forward, let's fill up the Capitol, move forward. Ray Epps the day before, literally saying, we're going to breach the Capitol. I know I'll get arrested for saying this. And then American people trying to talk Ray Epps and these leaders out of breaking the law over and over, but they just get shut down by these alpha male people that are literally betraying the American people. It's a shame. And then Donald Trump, you know, the Democrats say he was the leader of it all. I disputed that for a long time and don't think that he was. I think he was betrayed. But you know what? I'm starting to wonder. Turns out that Donald Trump canceled his press conference yesterday. Why? Well, the word has it on the street that it wasn't good for the Republican Party. So Republicans told Donald to back off of it. But why isn't Donald Trump reporting on these goons who have been now named and focused on big time in videos that the FBI is flat out ignoring, the Justice Department ignoring? None of those people are arrested. Why? And why would Donald Trump cancel his conference? And if Donald Trump's the big media guy, why a year later does he not even have a media service? If he's the big media guy wanting the truth, why isn't he the one talking about Revolver.News like we are? All Donald's doing is firing back at Biden. Biden saying you lost the election and you tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. And then Trump saying, ah, there's election fraud. You're lying. But no one's focusing on the real people that created the insurrection. Why do you say that's related? Because the insurrection is directly related, ladies and gentlemen, directly related to vote fraud, to election fraud. Why? That's the whole reason everybody was there, remember? They were there to peacefully say, let's investigate this vote fraud, Congress. You have a duty. And what happened is the insurrection occurred. It derailed everybody. Congress never vetted the elections. They just moved ahead and ignored it all. So unless you're going to finger the people really responsible for the insurrection, unless you're really going to get to the bottom of that, unless you're really going to create accountability here, what you've got is the swamp against the rest of us. The question becomes, is Donald part of that swamp? I don't know, but by his actions, it sure doesn't seem like he's helping us get to the bottom of it, does it? Biden is mocking Trump, but Trump could have literally pardoned everybody at the Capitol, except for these few that we've now focused on. Well, Trump could have done that, right? How come he didn't? Trump could have got rid of Anthony Fauci, but he didn't. Trump is still promoting the vaccines. So I don't really know where Trump stands, but many people are now saying he betrayed us. Well, I can see their point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, back with us. Thank heavens for that. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Thank goodness. 
What do you think about this whole thing, though? It's crazy. There's literally, in Revolver Magazine, there's about five or six people that literally we've fingered as people who created the insurrection. We see them literally, while everybody else is still at the Trump speech, leading the effort to literally pave the way for people to come into the Capitol, not realizing that they're in spots they shouldn't be. You've got a guy on a, on a scaffold with a bullhorn telling people, move along, come on, where most people would believe he might have been part of the security team. Uh, you know, when you go to Disneyland, they say this way, that way, come over here, shorten the line, whatever they, okay, similar thing. You've got these people literally paving the way and removing all references to you shouldn't be here and then leading the people straight into the Capitol and betraying them. They're literally seen negotiating with police and everything else, uh, Brian, but yet the government's not looking at any, any, not a single one of these key figures. Well, and it doesn't shock me. You know, I, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I totally get it. I mean, I, I, that's kind of what we've been saying all along. I mean, in the, you know, fake news out there, they don't want to, uh, you know, report any of that. We don't see that on the, on the news. It doesn't show any of that. They just, you know, simply say, well, this is what happened. These people were the Trump supporters came in and, and we put a lot of them in jail or some of them are still in jail and so on. But I am, I am, uh, shocked at the fact of trump doesn't come forth and say anything so your point on that is is very well well done i just find it very weird especially you know you could give maybe uh him a pass if you say maybe he doesn't know but this guy's claiming he's going to crank up a news service we've right. been waiting a year for his news service and he can't crank one up i built one maybe he should call me <laughs> yeah, he right. can't get it done you know <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I agree. It's just weird. Weird as all get out, I'm telling you right now. It's just right. strange, strange. But it doesn't shock um, me. I, you know, to, to see those, the, to see, you know, that, I think the people really need to, to see that. And I just, I don't think a lot of people know that because they're, you know, we're not t- t- tuned in. We're, 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 we're tuned into the news that's manipulated by the left and, and, uh, and that's what we see. And so that's what we say, well, this is what happened. Well, apparently that's not what happened, and we just don't get the news. And that's what's sad. Yes, and whether you agree with the news or not, or whether you agree with our narrative or not, why don't we openly debate and discuss this? Right. See, that's the problem in yep. America, too. We don't openly debate and discuss things anymore uh, at all. And to me, that's kind of the real problem. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, without that debate, we weren't, we're not going to get the true answers. We're not going to see the light and, and so on. And so that's, that is, and, and they kind of shut down that narrative. So that, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you go back to these, uh, you know, these, uh, politicians running and they have their debates and so on. And they kind of, they kind of ask these questions and that's the only questions we're going to ask. And you're not allowed to ask anything about this, that, or the other. We, you know, we're not going to talk about that or, or these, or they'll step up and leave the interview because they don't want to. If you answer that question, we're not going to be here. And, and yeah, just kind of their agenda. So it's sad. Now, check this out. I find this story interesting uh, as well. <laughs> um, headline says the presidential election in Arizona, Maricopa County, the largest county in the state was secure and not rigged. Now they have come out with a big 93-page report saying it's not rigged. Um, The investigation was flawed. Uh, The local government said there in a report Wednesday, the 93-page account directly counters claims made by former President Donald Trump and his allies. 
They say it also comes months after an independent audit sponsored by the Republican-led state Senate found that President Joe Biden won. So there you have that. Now, I still believe there's vote fraud, Brian. And I believe they're covering it up. But I also believe it's getting harder and harder and harder to support the narrative that Donald Trump has on this one. Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about it more. we got a whole lot to cover, including Bitcoin and where gold and silver sits. The Honest Money Report in seconds with Brian Rust of RustCoinAndGift.com. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The big lie being told by the former president and many Republicans who fear his wrath is that the insurrection in this country actually took place on Election Day, November 3rd. The Biden administration used the moment to sell its voting legislation currently up for debate. Weather forecasters are reporting a quick-moving storm traveling into the northeast could strengthen into winter season's first bomb cyclone Friday, dumping up to six inches of snow in New York City. The storm is expected to blanket the tri-state area. Kazakhstan's president said Friday he ordered his troops to shoot and kill without warning in an effort to strike down anti-government protests that have been raging for nearly a week. President Takayev dismissed calls from abroad for negotiations as stupidity and vowed to crush the demonstrators. He has welcomed in Russian soldiers to help him. USA Radio News. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, Right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 or more per month with MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. You get access to a massive network of providers and 24-7 telehealth. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years. And it's more than just affordable health care, too. You get to be part of a community of Christians who pray for each other and support each other. But here's why now is the time to make the switch. Join before January 15th, and they'll waive your new member fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. Call now. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is January 15th, so you can save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Can the federal government force you to put things into your body? That's the debate going on at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court will soon decide whether the White House can make health care workers and employees of large businesses get vaccinated. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry appears on Fox News and describes what exactly this case will decide. Can the federal government force you into a medical procedure? And that's what's at stake, because if that is the case, then... We are no longer sovereign individuals. We are basically serfs of the federal government. Uh, I think that we then end on a very, very slippery slope. Louisiana is one of over a dozen states suing the federal government over these vaccine requirements. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Twenty of Yellowstone National Park's renowned gray wolves roamed away from the park and were shot by hunters in recent months. The predators were reintroduced to the region more than 25 years ago. USA Radio News.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. The presidential election in Arizona's Maricopa County, the largest in what they call the battleground state, was secure and not rigged. The Republican-controlled local government asserts. That's what they said in a report on Wednesday, a 93-page blockbuster report. They claim this counters the claims of Donald Trump and crew who say there's election fraud. I still believe without a doubt there is election fraud. But I also believe, again, when you have third-party investigations uh, that get shut down, that misfire, when you have this, when you have that, when you have, ladies and gentlemen, you're never going to get to the bottom of it. The courts are against you. They won't even look at it. When Congress is supposed to look at it, they have a literal insurrection led by a team of who knows who. And then, hey, a bunch of political prisoners that are innocent got caught in a trap. They're all indicted. They're all in jail. But the people who made this happen, nothing's going on with them. And now they're making a heyday out of this. Biden attacking Trump, literally saying uh, democracy's in trouble. Oh, my heavens, we're going to lose our democracy. Okay. It literally says this. A dagger at the throat of democracy, Brian. <laughs> there you go. Like, well, Brian, you know, it's, you know yeah. what the problem is? What's that? We don't even have a democracy. <laughs> there you go. How do you have Maybe a dagger is. at the throat of the kind of government we don't even have? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> okay, if you don't believe me, try and pledge allegiance to the flag, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have a democracy. And to the republic. Yeah. For which it stands. Now you can say, Sam, that's just semantics. We have democratic. We have a democratic <laughs> republic. Okay, no, we have a constitutional republic. We don't even have a democratic republic, Brian. That's now right. You can say, I, I well, isn't there some democratic <laughs> principles? Yeah, there's some, but that's only a teeny piece of what our country is, right? That's right. No, you're you're exactly right. So I guess with them saying that, I guess it's like them, you know, they're they're telling us what they want us to believe. The sky is green. Now you. To me, it looks blue, but no, no, it's really green. You know, it's that kind of uh, analogy, and you're thinking, wow, right, wrong's right, right's wrong. It's kind of this whole – it's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. What, yeah, one, one you thing lost that, your sense of smell to the COVID. Now you've lost your sense of <laughs> yeah, sight. Right. You don't even know what color things are anymore, Brian. <laughs> that's a good point. It's like, what that's the heck? <laughs> oh, man, let's move to the Honest Money Report, sir. Where's gold sitting? <laughs> Uh, gold sitting uh, seventeen ninety two ten. Wow, so what does that mean? Bit. Well, it means about what we've been seeing for the last, you know, uh, what just slight ups while. and downs, and that's it. Yeah, that's right. The peaks and valleys, which we're going to continue to see as we, as long as they're able to control and and print money like it doesn't mean anything, and and just go and and basically uh, get us to believe that all's well in Zion, kind of thing. Funny, wow. you know, shortage of jobs and can't get any supplies. And I mean, but yeah, same as usual. Things haven't yeah, seven ten ninety two ten, ladies and gentlemen. All right, where's silver? Twenty two twenty five. Wow, that's down two, right? Down two, yep. Yeah. You know what that means, folks? Down. That means it's time to buy some silver. Yeah, right, Brian. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I've been saying it's time to been buy, buying. I mean, we look at the prices and kind of look at that. But realistically, uh, yeah, I mean, physical, though, isn't really coming down much. You're, so we're seeing some dips, but it's still pretty heavy. I mean, I, 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 
silver uh, an ounce of silver at the twenty seven twenty eight dollar range and uh yeah so how much does it cost me to get a silver eagle silver dollar right now uh those are running about the thirty three thirty four dollar range thirty five dollar range yeah all right, so that hasn't really changed too much. 35 to 1 reality nope. check, ladies and gentlemen, is the bottom line on that constitutional currency there. All right, you, here's you the get, headline. Here, Bitcoin. wait, can I jump in here real yes, quick? Sir. Just to take rhodium, 18,000 on oh, rhodium. Oh, yeah. It's moving back up. Oh, it's moving Ooh, back up for Kirk. Kurt Crosby getting richer. <laughs> That's right. And Kurt Crosby just like. If I were a rich man, a jar of honey and some rhodium. <laughs> All right, rhodium's on its way, <laughs> way up. Do you think we're going to have shortages of, the, of, of metals even more so as we go forward in 22? Well, the demand, I mean, panic will drive some things. I mean, we're already seeing... You know, I've been chasing silver and gold for uh, quite a while, and, and I've, I've got product in just because I've been chasing it, and, and I really don't want the the currency. So I, I'm I'm getting rid of that and just buying where I can buy. And so, but yeah, some of some of the largest, you know, the largest uh, silver he's three or four months out on delivery, and and uh, now now he doesn't just produce coin; he does industry and everything else. But but uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's it, it gets a little, you know, there's crunches, sure. So what you're saying is there's booms and busts and crunches and shortages, but Brian Rust, ladies and gentlemen, is wise enough to kind of watch the markets. He sees how it's going. He's been at this for a long time, and he goes ahead and goes on a buying bender so that when you need gold and silver, he's got it. That's the kind of job he does as he watches and as he helps people understand precious metals, understand that you don't want to just go crazy on them, but you do want to slowly but surely build a portfolio of constitutional currency it acts as a hedge against the booms and busts and it's stable and you take possession of it and like the founding fathers understood this intrinsic value it's portable it's available everywhere it'll be the medium of exchange uh, in times of barter or times of need in the good times it'll just act as a hedge against the ever pervasive inflation that goes on with fiat currencies everywhere and brian russ keeps an eye on that ball just for you and he's got coin he's got Real money, RustCoinandGift.com. All right, did you have more on that, Brian? No, you're right. I mean, it's uh, good to start putting a little away. Don't look at the pillow while it's dropping. It's coming. Yeah, you just need to with with the things going on in, in the world right now. You just want to, you know, peace of mind is putting and preparing. So, yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is the headline that I find fascinating. It says Bitcoin, Ethereum, among crypto losing value so they say cryptocurrencies are losing value what they call amid investor uncertainty the motley fool with this one ladies and gentlemen but it's a very interesting headline they say bitcoin ethereum and other cryptocurrency prices have fallen this week as the tug of war between crypto bears and bulls moves on thursday brought continued uncertainty to wall street as investors kept trying to consider the ramifications of the Federal Reserve's latest meeting for the stock market and the economy. Cryptocurrencies continue to lose value, extending declines from all-time highs. As the tug-of-war between bulls and bears in the crypto world goes on, the more important question 
still remains unanswered. That is how average investors perceive this currency. Brian, that leads right into my question for you. The drop in Bitcoin relates to how the average investor perceives the investment. This goes back to the confidence game that you and I talked about a week or two ago. What do you mean the value is based on how we perceive it? That isn't value, Brian. (laughs) There you go. Well, all of a sudden you said, Sam, your house is worth a half a million dollars, buddy, but we perceive it to be a piece of crap. It's only worth 50 bucks. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. What the heck? What are they talking about? Well, but isn't I, I that isn't that the reality with fake money though? With, with with fiat currencies, really everywhere, isn't that the bottom line? No, it is. That's exactly right. I mean, if we perceive you know the strength of of our economy or so on based on on uh, real real money, you know, and so on, and then fake money and so on, what we perceive the fact of okay, they keep uh, pumping fake money into our market system. What's that going to do? And it's the same with I think the the as the feds look to. Uh, uh, tighten maybe their their monetary uh, policy. So okay, well here's crypto. How are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna monitor it? How are we gonna, you know, what's the the tax, you know, implications and all the other things I guess that come with that. You know, maybe you know that's the negative news there or so on. Or people look at that and say, well, yeah, I don't know if I want to be in that. I, it's hard. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's the key. All right. I just find that very, very strange when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen. So listen to this carefully. They say the drop in Bitcoin can be a double whammy for Bitcoin miners. First, they make their revenue in Bitcoin as compensation for providing mining services to the network. Here's the problem. When Bitcoin goes down, their revenue goes down as well without any real offset to their costs. Think about that. Given the high level of fixed costs associated with mining, we can see net incomes dropping dramatically if this current Bitcoin confidence game trend continues. Very interesting. When we come back, we'll uh, tell you a little more about this. Now, Brian, respond in seconds. You're listening to the Honest Money Report on Liberty Roundtable Live. People in government hate to be compared to Nazi Germany. But what is going on with the COVID vaccine is very similar to the beginning of something that happened not long ago. From 1933 to 1945, Nazi Germany carried out a campaign to cleanse German society of individuals viewed as biological threats to the nation's health. Enlisting doctors, the Nazis developed a health policy that began with mass sterilization of what they called genetically diseased persons. Jews, blacks, and gypsies. With legitimacy provided by science experts, the Nazi regime carried out a program of forced sterilization, then isolation from the rest of the German population, and finally, euthanasia, that found its most radical manifestation in the death of millions of people that were considered a national health risk. Sound familiar? Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. 
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so they're talking about Bitcoin melting down. Bitcoin and Ethereum, among cryptocurrencies, losing value amid investor uncertainty. In other words, that's the confidence game, ladies and gentlemen. They say those who mine Bitcoin are getting a double whammy because, man, they're getting beat on all ends. Their costs don't decrease when it comes to mining, but yet, um, you know, cost them more to do it and People aren't investing as much, and they're getting a double whammy. But then here's what they say that I find very fascinating about all fiat currencies. Listen carefully. On its face, there wasn't anything particular or particularly unusual about today's moves in prices regarding top crypto assets. And then they say Bitcoin was down 6%, Ethereum down 8%. Okay, but they say there's no real genuine reason why that should be. What? There wasn't anything fundamental that stood out as justifying these steep moves. Rather, investor sentiment seemed to hinge on the perception that crypto asset values will rise and fall with monetary policy. In other words, with government manipulations and the Fed's tightening stance is seen as a threat to further upward moves in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Brian, you want to respond to this? Well, the government's got to get their hand in, and, you know, they can't. The threat, there's the big word, you know, if they feel there's a threat kind of going on out there and so on. I I know that, you know, China, you know, what did they crack down on on the mining basically in 2021? And so a lot of this this, uh, mining operation went and moved to Kakak, Zakistan, or I can't even pronounce it. They moved kind of there, but but realistically, the government shutting down internet and other things that help mine this stuff is causing some big things. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there. But like you say, just just news. Like we in the metals market, just news. Like the Fed comes out and says, "Oh, we're gonna do this," or jobs uh, that wasn't as bad this month, or our job. Uh, growth or, or you know they just these little bit of news affects the markets and so they they do or say whatever they want to create the ups and downs in these markets just on hype so so it, you know there's a lot of crap that you know stuff like that that goes on in these markets and, and ca- causes the the you know the ups and downs but yeah the government's going to get their hand in and then if they want to you know 
and that there's a threat there basically in them you know doing what they're doing in the new currency in other countries who are coming on board to say we're going to use crypto it'll be interesting to see how that'll come to play now ladies and gentlemen i want to be very clear with you about something that's vital that i want brian to kind of help you understand gold and silver does not have crazy fluctuations like this okay it just doesn't now you say wait a minute sam that's not true it spikes and this and that if you take away the paper manipulations, in other words, the future on paper game playing, where people don't have to take possession of the gold and silver, you have a point. If you want to take possession of the gold and silver, you don't have a point at all, uh, Brian, unless you start to look at how they manipulated the market and promised so much on paper that if they have to deliver it, it would skyrocket because they've manipulated supply and demand so much. It's the manipulation that would cause that problem. Uh, and then the the uh, make good on the promise, if you will, that's the problem, not necessarily the constitutional intrinsic value coin itself. There's a big difference Correct. there, right? That's right. No, that's exactly right. I mean, the manipulation in that market and so on. Yeah, I mean, if if it's it's like the the, the our big central bank, these big bankers and so on, that manipulate this market. That's why we see these spikes, their spikes and and uh, and so on. What J.P. Morgan borrowed thirty billion. Uh, he borrowed because of some bad trading in 2019, but that, yeah, they're making these five billion dollar profits in, in the uh, paper market, which has effect on the metal market based on you know oh they just dumped millions of dollars. We talked about spoofing and other things that happened on these computer uh, things. So yeah, all that comes into play. All right, listen to this final statement in this article about bitcoins and cryptocurrencies tumbling. Here's what it says. What happened to cryptocurrency Bitcoin prices? They say top cryptocurrencies fell heavily on Wednesday as a broad NASDAQ sell-off continued to run through its second straight day and into the third day. Then they say the Federal Reserve then proceeded to pour gasoline on the bonfire, <laughs> promising to shut off spigots of easy money for the economy and raise interest rates. And so they say as many as eight separate times over the next three years, frightening many investors away from riskier assets such as cryptocurrencies. So that's the problem with them, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying they're not just as good as any other investment that's risky, okay? But if you're going to buy Bitcoin or any other digital currency, if you're going to dip your toe in the crypto, understand that it will boom and bust like every other fake currency on the planet. And it just depends on the factors that relate on whether it'll boom or bust. But no doubt, the government's policies, the Fed's monetary control affects Bitcoin or any other digital currency, cryptocurrency, just as much as anything else, Brian. The only thing that doesn't really have that manipulatability is gold and silver. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's and then that's the thing. I mean, if we're holding, if we're holding this in our hand, or we have we have metal or, or that, you know, that's what I I'm involved in. But if if we hold metal in my hand, I have it right here. It's not a piece of paper. It's not. I don't have to call someone and say, hey, you know, sell this. Sell, you know, everything's drawn or you get get me out or whatever or the you know or you know the computer type scenario. But you have it. That's peace of mind right there. And that's that's kind of when you go old school. Old school was they. You know, they didn't maybe trust the banks because of all the things that were going on. So they, you know, they kept it. They had it. And and when, you know, when, you know, our 
city blocks were bought with metal because others couldn't afford to pay. Others stepped in and, and bought city blocks, pennies on the dollar, basically, because they were going to lose it anyway. So back in the Depression era. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a piece of paper. They poured paper in the street because they didn't. They said, well, we don't want that. Right. Now, I had a friend that looked at me and said, I don't want gold and silver, Sam. I want to buy things that are that are needful. Like, I want to buy bullets, and I want to buy food, and I want to buy all those things because, you know what, I won't care about your gold and silver when I'm hungry. And my response is, what happens if you're required to flee from all that heavy stuff you have? You won't be able to take all your food and or your bullets or all these heavy things with you. You'll be on the run with nothing. But if I go ahead and take my portable constitutional currency, baby, when I wind up, wind up in my new safe place, I've got the ability now to get more food, more beans, Band-Aids, and bullets or whatever I need. Um understand it's all these different qualities that constitutional currency has portability being chief among them uh is the key here brian yeah yeah it is i mean there again you know we it the the manipulation that's going on in all these markets and the paper-driven markets and the the the, the, all the illegal stuff that goes on and and the and they say that it's just what part of business is type thing yeah we, you need you need physical it's it's what you need i mean yeah we need food we need bu- you know bullets and other things and so on but but uh, there again metal you know that currency is is, is something that's going to help as well it's, it's tradable we've been we've done it you know 1980 we were trading gas rc willie smith's uh, gas stations uh you know they were all trading metal uh for product well it's in place if we need it and it looks like we might need it at some point here. So, All right. I got two quick interesting things before the end of the hour to share with you, Brian. Um, remember how I told you that florona was the new term they're using for everything? That means that you get the flu and the cocoa at the same time. It's called florona. And uh, now florona is being talked about everywhere. I told you about it a couple of weeks ago, right when the you know, inklings about it were happening. But now they even have articles out. What to know about florona? What do you need to know, Brian? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I'm not they want sure you to that. know that it can be really bad, and you got to get all kinds of vaccines. The Cocovax, right. the Fluvax, you got to have all of them. If you oh, don't, wow. you're at serious risk, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it, the, the Moderna? What was it, the booster? Now there's a second booster, and when, I guess there'll be a third, fourth, or fifth. So this Florona, maybe it has it all in it. Maybe one, you know... One jab of, <laughs> it's a joke if you ask me all this stuff. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, And ladies and gentlemen, we're not <laughs> mocking those people who, who get sick. Okay, let's be very clear. <clears throat> we are mocking the narrative that they're pushing, though, that the only way to deal with it is their vaccinations. <clears throat> we're also mocking the continued peddling of fear that with these people seems to never end, Brian. That's the problem. That's right. When can we come back to some normalcy and to some solutions and to some hope? That's right. Does anybody get the flu anymore or a cold? I think that nobody oh, yeah, does. You do get they? the florona now, buddy. Oh, okay. So it's it's yeah. Pretty soon, all so. diseases are going to be one. They're just going to call you sick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everything is just one big old sick, and all you got to do is get a gazillion <laughs> vaccines, buddy. You got it. I think you're And then you're after right you take on. the gazillion vaccines, you'll still be sick. <laughs> and then they'll say, but you're not as sick as the other sick guys. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh, wow. That's right. I heard, hey, yeah, I've heard sick. You know, you used to hear that. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, your hair looks <laughs> sick. Okay, well, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're headed. <laughs> there you go. I got good news to end the hour. There's a new radio yeah. network. Remember the Brady and uh, TV people that do TV? So every second or every Tuesday, second hour of the show is simulcast with the Sheriff Mac show on Brady on TV. Well, now Brady yeah. on, owned by Mike Adams, the health ranger, as he's known. He has natural news and a bunch of other sites. Well-known guy. Anyway, Mike Adams and Alan Keyes and others put together Brady on radio networks now. And so Brady on radio launches January the 10th on Monday. They call it free speech audio streaming for humanity. BrideyOnRadio.com. Well, the cool part is they've decided to take the second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live Monday through Friday. So we have more listeners, more distribution now than ever before, Brian. Awesome. That's fantastic. Slowly but surely. Now Brian Brian Rush can mock the fake money people more globally. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Appreciate that. Get me in the... Do you, have a, do you have a final comment of the day for us, Brian? Uh, you're doing a great job, Sam. It's it's just good. You know, we need this, this. This is good news to get out in there, more radios and TV and so on, because more people need to know. I mean, it's, you know, I think people bury their head in the sand and hope it all comes, they all are able to survive. But I, news, you know, peace of mind is his truth, right? Turn to God. Amen to that, sir. I do believe it's about God, family, and country. And I do believe that we're looking in the all, all the wrong places for solutions. If we think political answers are the key, we're wrong. The only answer is morality in the people. The nation is for moral and a religious people, and there is no other way, Brian. Amen. I agree. My friend, Thanks, Godspeed. Sam. Thank you so much. We'll chat soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Brian Rust, ladies and gentlemen, always doing a phenomenal job. If you want a friend in the honest money business, Brian Rust at RustCoinandGift.com is your answer. He ships metal all over the country. He has the foresight to make sure that when everybody else is out, he's got metal. Uh, Now, there's a limit (laughs) when there's a big run. Sometimes it gets hard, but he does have foresight. Really, I thought everybody else was out of metal, and I went to Brian. He goes, I've got someone you need. So he really does have the foresight to keep an eye on this. Him and his family have been doing it for well over 50 years. And the best part about Brian is he wants it to be constitutional. He wants you to take possession of your metal. And he wants metal that has real intrinsic value. RustCoinandGift.com. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. This is the broadcast for January the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic faith-filled we're taking america back one heart one mind one issue at a time friday as you know we follow the supreme law the land the constitution for the united states of america as our guide when they tell you we're anti-government they flat out lie to you ladies and gentlemen we stand for the proper role of limited constitutional godly government 
And ladies and gentlemen, we believe the checks and balances are absolutely brilliant. One of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. So we'd like to welcome Dr. Scott Bradley to the broadcast once again. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website. His collegiate series, To Preserve the Nation, always available. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you very much, Sam. Um, you know, you uh, give, you know, the reminder about my website, freedomsrisingsun.com, and, and uh, I, I will also tell you that the nefarious schemers of the high-tech world have decimated the uh, material that's available on that site right now. We're, we're trying to regroup with that. I mean, they took 1,500 videos that we had so painstakingly put together for the uh, edification of those that wanted to preserve the nation and to understand the principles that founded this great land. And uh, they're just gone, poof, gone. I mean, it's so disappointing. You can still buy my book there and buy, uh, you know, the lectures that go with it and so on. There's a few white papers, but boy, I'll tell you, it's like uh, been laid waste by the locusts of the high-tech lizards, if you will. Our prayers are that we can recover that website, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, freedomsrisingsun.com is doing his best to stay alive. Those who want to destroy liberty and destroy free speech really realize that education is the key. If we are a moral, educated people, man, there's nothing that can stop the greatest country on the face of the earth and the economic engine that underpins it. But if you literally destroy the economic engine with dishonest money, and then you destroy the knowledge that the people have, they can't protect or save themselves any faster than they have knowledge, and the enemies know that, ladies and gentlemen. I've got good news, though, to kick off. There's a new group, uh, as you know, called Brideon, and it's owned by Mike Adams, the health ranger. Naturalnews.com is what he's known for. He's been around for a long time. He's an incredible scientist. He's really done a, a, just a, I don't even know how to cover how much great work the guy has done. Well, anyway, Mike Adams put together what's called Brideon.tv. That's B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N.tv. And uh, Sheriff Mack does what's called the Sheriff Mack Show every Tuesday, second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live. Well, since I'm the operations director for the CSPOA, I'm the co-host. So Sheriff Mack and I do the show together on Tuesdays. Well, we simulcast that on Liberty Roundtable Live. So you've got the Sheriff Mack Show and Liberty Roundtable Live, Tuesday's second hour, basically shared. It's a simulcast between radio and TV, which is really great news. But it gets even better because now Mike Adams and uh, his associates uh, have launched, well, they're going to launch, I should say. It's available, it's up and running now, but it launches officially on Monday the 10th, and it's called Brighty on Radio. So Brighty on Radio launches January the 10th, and they call it Free Speech Audio for Humanity, brightyonradio.com. You say, Sam, why are you promoting that? Because they've agreed to take the second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live Monday through Friday now, along with a bunch of other incredible talk show hosts. They're building something amazing, and all that does is increase our distribution, Dr. Bradley. Well, that is absolutely good news. They, they have a pretty big footprint. There's a lot of people that go there and look at them, and uh, and uh, the only concern I would have is that there's so much material that's on that website, I hope you don't get lost. I hope they give you some kind of prominent, preeminent, you know, uh, kind of a position and face so that will be in there. You know, it's interesting. A couple of times you've inferred, you've talked about education, you've talked about knowledge, 
in the brief time we've been on this morning, and I think education and knowledge are absolutely key. In fact, Chapter 11 of my book, as we've talked before, we have the basis that that are necessary in order to preserve the nation. And you know, in the entire book, Chapter 11 is titled "Of Education and Freedom." And if you want to take off on that tangent a little bit today, boy, I tell you, I I think it's so critical. You know, Hosea said, "I want to, but I, I want to, but I want to put it in in uh, perspective of a couple of stories to underpin the discussion." If we can, Doctor Bradley, and I'll give you the first one, and then we can continue on your uh, on Chapter Eleven of your book as well. But here's the headline that kind of relates to this. I don't know if you know, but Doctor Robert Malone got shut down on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else now uh, because he says, even though he's one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccine technology, he says it's not safe for children. Uh, don't do it. And even Doctor Ben Carson has said that. We've talked about that. Uh, but Dr. Malone got shut down. But Joe Rogan, a podcaster, new media, if you will, a pretty big guy, had on Robert Malone, and they had a real breakdown discussion. Well, since that discussion, the social media crowd is now saying that Dr. Malone and Dr. Fauci should have a live town hall meeting. They need to put the facts on the table and let the public ask questions they say fauci would never in a million years agree to hold a televised debate with dr robert malone or dr peter mccullough on COVID 19 and the vaccines so you got to ask yourself why that is but they say hey if um google and facebook and twitter and youtube if they want to redeem themselves Now's the time. Have an open debate. Let Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone on one side, Fauci and whoever he chooses on the other side. Let's have an open debate. Let the people ask questions. uh, And let's just have a throwdown in transparency. That's pretty big uh, in terms of their call. Now, I don't think Fauci will ever do it. But nevertheless, you see those who don't want to go along with the mainstream press taking on the mainstream like we've never seen before. But this can only result in good, Dr. Bradley. You know, um, as much as I hate to stand in line, um, you know, anybody that's been in the service can kind of identify with what I'm saying. But um, I'd stand in line for that event. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, you, you get, you know, we used to always say, get all the liars in the same room and let's banter this about. And pretty soon I think the truth would prevail. The the uh, the only concern I would have about it is that they have such a phony baloney moderator in it, uh, like they do in the presidential so-called debates, where the uh, the softballs are thrown to all of the uh, uh, establishment candidates, and they completely avoid and evade the the real issues. But I would like to see a true open discussion occur in a public setting that would allow the the facts facts I'm talking about. I'm not talking about supposition and political agenda and narrative and spin and all that kind of stuff, because there hasn't been any, any, I emphasize any science in what's been brought forth by Fauci and his crew. They've completely, and I say this often, they and the the CDC and the National Institute of Health and the, the FDA and the WHO have all lost all credibility because they, they play a political narrative 
and they don't use a scientific basis for the way things they bring forth. I would love to see something like that, but as you so astutely point out, the chances of that happening are slim and none because uh, those that are controlling the narrative at this point are doing such a magnificent job of filtering truth out, and their their message prevails at the expense of truth. So I'd love to see it, though. Let's see if we can encourage that kind of movement. Uh, boy, if it ever happened, like I say, I'd stand in line to watch that. The other thing is they know the truth. That's the problem with Fauci and, and, and Biden. They know the truth. They know that the vaccines don't work. They know the dishonesty of their lack of science narrative. They know the truth. So anyway, I appreciate Joe Rogan being willing to have on Dr. Robert Malone and telling the truth. I believe Joe Rogan is to some degree a truth teller, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I appreciate uh, people calling for the open discussion. I really like this phrasing, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a live town hall meeting. Let's put the facts on the table and let the public ask questions. Let's have an open debate, a transparent debate about this, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's, let's really deal with these facts. And, and you got to ask yourself, why won't they do it? Because they know. And that's why education is so critical, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we'll get back to this, Dr. Bradley. That's why education is so critical. You can't make the right decisions if you don't know, if you don't have the information and knowledge. Most of us aren't scientists. Most of us are not medical experts. And so we can be led around by the nose by dishonesty if we're not very careful. And that's why transparency uh, and accountability is so critical. Now, let's get back to Chapter 11 of your book because I think it's absolutely related. So we're talking about To Preserve the Nation, the book, right? And we're talking about Chapter 11. What's it called again? Of Education and Freedom. Um, and, education and, the, and Freedom. The, of education and freedom. Um, you know, it's interesting. Anciently, Hosea said, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Isaiah made a similar statement. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said, a nation that expects to be ignorant and free expects what never was and never will be. And while they did not write uh, federal government or national government or general government, however term you want to use, general government is a more uh, correct term because we are a kind of a hybrid general, excuse me, hybrid federal and and national government, but we, we don't need to get into that discussion and explain why that is. But but the point of the matter is that the general government, the first, the, the right, initial draft. Dr. Bradley, one second. We'll be right back. Okay. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And we can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about To Preserve the Nation, the incredible book and constitutional series. It's for homeschoolers and more. It's a whole packet, ladies and gentlemen. Live lectures on DVD, the book, and a whole lot more called To Preserve the Nation. But it's dedicated to restoring the founding principles of the United States Constitution. Uh, we're talking about Chapter 11 of Education and Freedom. And you were talking clearly about in Isaiah, hey, we're not going to be saved any faster than we have knowledge. If we lack knowledge, we're going to suffer and lose liberty big time, Dr. Bradley. Absolutely right. And, of course, the second witness on that would have been Isaiah, both Hosea and Isaiah. Um, as I said, Thomas Jefferson said, a nation that expects to be ignorant and free expects what never was and never will be. And the, in the chapter, we compare and contrast. I, I like to teach that way. I like to look at the original way of doing things. And in this case, we're talking about the founding era of the nation. And then we look at what we're doing today. And, and the, the delta, the difference between those things is very telling. And, and we have a large segment of my chapter is focused on, you know, the, the new humanist philosophy that is taught. The humanists call themselves, uh, those that are really into it, call themselves religious humanists because it is a faith-based uh, belief system, although there's no God. It's a, you know, their God is the learning and wisdom of man. And, of course, uh, the uh, Marxist philosophy with the 10th point is that uh, they're going to control the education system. And that's basically where we have gone in modern, uh, the whole modern world, but modern America. The United States uses a kind of a Prussian kind of uh, structure for their education system. It's kind of a militaristic that makes good, you know, servants and drones. But the idea of, you know, being able to really learn is, is far from that, and we've, we've even gone beyond what the Prussians came up with back in the 1800s, and, and we've gone into this, this wokeism, you know, the critical race theory in the, ninth, uh, excuse me, the 1619 project, and those kind of absolute nonsensical things. The revisionists have, have changed so much. But the point of the matter is the Founding Fathers understood the importance of education. The first draft of the U.S. Constitution in May of 1789, or excuse me, 87, uh, had an educational component. But by the time they signed it in September of 1787, uh, that had been removed from the responsibility of the general government. 
And I, I go into the fact that, uh, you know, while education is important, that was not delegated to the to the national government, the general government, the federal government, however people want to refer to that. Uh, it was left in the hands of the states and the people. And my emphasis is in the people because the states have largely been captured by uh, the uh, humanists and, and uh, so state boards of education are vastly controlled by those that, uh, that have destroyed the founding format of education. At any rate, we look at that in the book. And, and uh, it's interesting, that, and this is kind of a, I don't know, a, a parallel, um, let's put it this way, we could take a parallel path here, but, but I, on the second page of, of chapter 11, I have a statement made by Thomas Jefferson. And people say, well, why is that there? It talks about immigration. But, but if you'll you know, pause for a moment and think about it, uh, it has to do with with what you understand is what you support. If I might briefly just uh, uh, quote uh, Jefferson's statement and then maybe tie it into both immigration and education, he said, every species of government has its specific principles. Ours perhaps are more peculiar than those of any other in the universe. To these, nothing can be more opposed than the maximums of absolute monarchies. By the way, I'll parenthetically remark, most of the people that were coming to the new United States at that time were leaving the monarchies of Europe. Today, we might make something the maxims of socialism, because that's where virtually every government on the earth is right now, including largely the United States. But so, so he's talking about the people coming here are steeped in this philosophy that they left. And then he goes on to say, yet from such we are to expect the greatest numbers of immigrants. They will bring with them the principles of governments they leave, imbibed in their early youth, or if able to throw them off, it will be in exchange for an unbounded licentiousness, passing as is usual from one extreme to another. It would be a miracle were they to stop precisely at the point of temperate liberty. These principles with their language they will transmit to their children. In proportion to their numbers, they will share with us the legislation. So they're going to have the vote, okay? They will infuse into it, their spirit, warp and bias its directions, and render it a heterogeneous, incoherent, distracted mass. Now, that's a pretty powerful indictment against the philosophies that those that are coming here bring. Now, you could talk about that, how this massive influx, influx uh, and I want to say, that, to those who come here, the, the confusion they bring, but also those who have evil designs on the country as well, Dr. Bradley. And that's why that statement's in the position that you, you put it, because it's a broader discussion than immigrants. It's those who would intentionally defile it as well, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, it's the socialists in the Ivy League schools, the Columbia's and the Yale's and the Harvard's and so on, as well as the BYU's and the Utah State Universities that have been largely steeped in this humanist philosophy that currently are educating our children. But the fact of the matter is, see, my most recent immigrant, I had people on the Mayflower, for example. My, my family did. I, I wasn't there, obviously. But uh, my most recent family member that immigrated to the United States was my grandmother. She came back in the 1890s, legally, I might add, and uh, in a situation where they were welcome and so on, but they had... They had rules and hoops they had to come through to get in. Anyway, she came from Denmark, and uh, 
her and her family were completely and unequivocally and, and unbendingly devoted to embracing their new American homeland. Uh, they became Americans heart and soul. They did not, uh, you know, come here to overthrow the, the uh, concepts of liberty or anything like that. And it was interesting. When I was a little kid, I used to tell her, teach me Danish. I want to learn Danish. She said, no, you're American. You speak English, you know. And, and that's, that's the philosophy they came with. But, but that, it's so different today. There isn't now, – now, again, I spoke with a guy yesterday. Uh, he's from Ireland. He had just barely got his U.S. citizenship. He and his wife were both Irish, and they'd become American citizens. They did it all legally. Everything was above board. And he was so thrilled. I mean, we're talking uh, – at my conversation with him, most Americans would not be able to keep up, tragically. Most Americans have been dumbed down in an education system that is Marxist and humanist in its origins to the point that, uh, that, that they don't understand the principles that, that this Irishman and I were exchanging yesterday as we discussed uh, the philosophies of liberty. And he is lamenting how the nation is letting the most magnificent gift, I mean, this, this gift to be able to choose our agency, if you will, is an eternally important gift, and, and without it, we are not able to truly be able to exercise what true liberty and proper government, you know, with all its limits and bounds and everything is, because it, it's like I was, you know, when, you, you're aware that I spent a lot of time in the hospital lately, and we had some uh, really great discussions with some of the staff. And uh, I was astonished with some of the people that, uh, that boy, they, they want to have, be free. And one um, CNA that I dealt with told me that she, she was from the East Coast. She'd been in New Jersey all her life. And she'd had friends of all walks of life, you know, all colors and religions and philosophies. But she thought they were all, you know, they had a great deal of respect for each other. But uh, just lately, she's been discussing with them, and they said, just shut up. Just shut up. You're white. You don't have anything to say in this discussion. I mean, we have closed the doors and barred them. And you compare that to what the American founding fathers, how they brought these philosophies forward. They used to sit in the taverns and, and uh, you know, around the fireplace in, the, in their homes. They, they talked. They discussed. They exchanged ideas. And out of those exchanges... And, of course, reading the great books that they used as their mentors, if you will, the Blackstones and the Montesquieu's and the Locks, they were able to put together a unique solution. And, and we're abandoning those as fast as we possibly can. And so here we have an influx, a couple of million people in, in 2021 that came in illegally that we know about. And, and uh, you add that to the 30 million that were already here. I mean, that's a fully a 10% of the population of the United States. And sounds like we've got to take a break, and here I am rattling on about how we're going. Yeah, man, time soup. flies when you're having fun. When we get back, there's a huge attack of Donald Trump. I don't care about that attack. I think it's all um, political theater. But I want to talk about the real underpinnings of the discussion with Dr. Bradley in light of education being so critical. We'll do it in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty. 
using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Of all of the American deaths that occurred at Pearl Harbor in 1941, September 11th, Vice President Kamala Harris says January 6th was just like that. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. It should be noted the only person shot and killed January 6th was an unarmed Air Force veteran, Ashley Babbitt. The shooter, a Capitol Police officer, will not face any charges. Heavy snow leads to a 75-vehicle pileup on Kentucky's I-75 overnight as more than 100 million Americans coast-to-coast are under weather alerts from multiple winter storm systems. Out west, avalanches are expected in the Cascades, Olympics, and Mount Hood. In the east, the tri-state area of New York is getting heavy snow and is expected to last for most of the day. USA Radio News. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. After American school systems received hundreds of billions of dollars last year to ensure schools were safe for kids to get back into the classroom, many school districts that took the money are choosing to stay closed. Chicago Public Schools canceled classes once again after the district and teachers union failed to agree on whether to allow remote learning during a spike in COVID-19 cases. The Chicago Teachers Union voted to refuse to return to in-person classes after the winter break, taking issue with the COVID-19 guidelines and safety measures. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot called the CTU vote against in-person learning an unlawful unilateral strike. She said, we are standing firm and we are going to fight to get our kids back to in-person learning, period. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. Thank you for listening and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, so much news, so little time to report. Wow. By the way, we'd like to thank BrighteonRadio.com for carrying the broadcast. Thank you so much. And to all you listeners on Brighteon, welcome to the Liberty Roundtable Live family. It's myself, Sam Bushman, your host, co-host of the Brighteon TV show, the Sheriff Mac show on Tuesdays as well. So check that out. But Brighteon Radio doing a phenomenal job carrying the second hour of the two-hour Liberty Roundtable Live. They carry us Monday through Friday. The show's two hours on Monday through Saturday. Uh, but nevertheless, Brighty on doing a great job. We appreciate them. Now, also on the bottom of the hour news, there's so many things they mentioned to discuss. I'll only pick one of them. 
Uh, I highlighted the headline. They said teachers unions and stuff are keeping thousands of schools closed. So my headline says, great news. Teachers union keeps thousands of government schools closed. That is good news, isn't it, Dr. Bradley? It certainly is. Now, uh, it probably isn't any great secret that we homeschooled our children, but uh, I uh, there was a time, I used to speak at a lot of homeschool conventions around the country, and it was grand and glorious to see parents taking their responsibility, and it is truly a parent's responsibility. It is not the state's, and the state has abrogated and and basically captured it to the point that they take preeminence over the parents. Uh, and so it, it's a tragic travesty again in America. But we homeschooled our children, and um, of course parents can band together. We we had a, a co-op that we we taught in. Anyway, uh, I used to have the impression that um, homeschoolers were the were the hope of America. But uh, I always had a, a kind of a, a nagging concern that is coming to fruit, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Uh, but as the homeschool movement grew, the establishment says, oh, 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 they saw this as an opportunity, of course. Let us help you. We will put together online learning that, that we can provide you. I mean, you'll, if you embrace this, we will send you the learning material. It will be free of charge. Of course, it's not. The taxpayer pays for it. It will be free of charge, and you can register your kids on this online learning, and you can um, uh, then, you know, it, it's as simple, at least as cheap, as going to the education system, uh, you know, the establishment brick-and-mortar place, and, and, oh, yes, let us help you. And so by this approach, they are capturing this movement that held so much promise that I'm afraid that I, I see children coming through that program today are being indoctrinated every bit as much as the children that, that were in the uh, education system and the uh, philosophies that, that are promoted in the you know, mainstream education system are now being promoted by people that are sucker-punched into going into this new system. So I, I would say... You know, take your responsibility seriously. You took on God's greatest gifts, children, and, and it's your duty to educate them and teach them the correct principles that will allow them to become everything that God sent them upon the earth to become and will not allow them to be distracted, diverted, and destroyed by the, uh, the philosophies of Marx and, and Dewey in the education system. Now, of course, there's a whole bunch of of uh, inheritors of Marx and Dewey now that are uh, promoting stuff in the country. But but the point of the matter is, it all is satanic in its origins. So I, I say, be wise. Look at the great classical works. You know, in my classes that I've taught, I, I taught Marxism. And you say, oh, my goodness, not you. No. I, the people need to understand what it is, but it's always in that compare and contrast approach. If there's a humanistic so hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Dr. Bradley didn't teach Marxism because he believes in it. He taught Marxism with the understanding of how evil and satanic and wrong and wicked that it really is. And so you got to understand the matrix as it really is. Uh, but he taught it in the proper reference point. There's nothing wrong with teaching about Marxism. It's how it's taught, and it's it's the reference, the moral 
fiber of or the moral compass of those teaching it that is really the issue here? Well, the frame of reference, the context. See, in my book, I, I do. I speak of communism, Marxism. I, I've got a chapter called All Revolutions Are Not Created Equal. We look at the different revolutions that have uh, happened down through history. How unique and rare was the American Revolution. And, and we, we show how tyranny normally comes out of revolutions and how tragic that travesty is. But, but the point of the matter is, if, if, you, can, if you learn, uh, well, we, we, we review things like uh, Darwin's theories. And, um, you know, and we could go through a lot of the different false philosophies that are out there. But to show, I mean, there's, there's magnificent literature that has been written that debunks the falsehoods that are taught by Darwin, for example. And the people are exposed to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I've read The Voyage of the Beagle, you know. I've, I've read Marx's, not Marx, but uh, Darwin's books on the origin of man. Yeah, yeah, I have. But I've also read the, the counterpoints and how they're debunked by the words of those that promote those philosophies. So uh, we have become a nation, largely, that is, is in full embrace of the Marxist humanist world and, and the, you know, the mechanics and uh, so on of reproduction, for example, were taught, but nothing whatsoever to do with the moral character that's necessary for the use of, of that reproductive power that God granted us to continue the human race and uh, as a gift for bringing his children, his spirit children to the earth to be housed in bodies that are created in a loving family setting and so on. I mean, the whole thing has been perverted, you know, from each but according to his ability hope. to each according. Say again? Go ahead, sir. Fin go ahead and finish. Well, well, I was just going to say the, you know, the, the philosophy of from each according to his ability to each according to his need is a Marxist philosophy. It is not an Americanist philosophy. And the thing that really concerns me is that uh, General Milley, who's a, a Joint Chiefs of Staff head in the States now, uh, he's, he's just thrilled that uh, critical race theory is being taught in the military academies. And, and as you look at it, it's, it's a divisive, destructive. It's, it's not being taught in the context of what we were just speaking about. It's being taught as, oh, ain't it awful, you white guys are to blame for everything instead of recognizing how to destroy and defeat this critical race theory, Millie's uh, ilk are bringing it forth in a uh, destructive way that divides and conquers the nation ultimately in the Marxist approach to, you know, they use conflict to destabilize a nation and then they overthrow it. That's just All the right, way they do business. About, let's talk about that conflict in detail, ladies and gentlemen. Look, Dr. Bradley's book and collegiate lecture series to preserve the nation is literally a call to action ladies and gentlemen the statesmen of the caliber of the american founding fathers must be raised up the timeless wisdom that established the united states must again be vigorously applied the foundational principles must be learned understood and embraced the results will be as they were in the beginning of America, where we may become the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. 
It is the intention of this lecture series, Preserve the Nation, um, to bring about a restoration. Okay? Now, we're talking about to preserve the nation, chapter lecture 11 of education and freedom. And here's the reason that I highlight all that. One, I want you to point, I want to point you to the website, uh, freedomsrisingsun.com, so you can get, you know, a copy of the lecture series. But here's what's going on right now. As I mentioned, Donald Trump is being attacked by Biden, saying he caused the insurrection and all that. But in the big battle, in the big discussion, emerges this issue that I think is really critical. Even Jimmy Carter dusts off the mothballs and everything else. Jimmy Carter, they say, warns that America's democracy is at risk as the nation teeters on a brink of widening abysses. The 39th president gets trotted out now and says partisanship threatens to collapse the foundations of our security and our democracy with breathtaking speed. And you say, well, Jimmy Carter's goofy. Well, Joe Biden teaming up with Jimmy Carter now, and Joe Biden, literally as he attacks Trump, says this. He calls it a dagger at the throat of democracy. American democracy is at stake. Democracy was attacked, simply attacked. The will of the people was under assault. The Constitution, our Constitution, faced the gravest of all threats. But law enforcement officials saved us. With the rule of law on that day, our democracy held. People endured. We the people prevailed. Anyway, they go on, but they highlight democracy. democracy. I mean, I've heard it so many times in the last few days, it makes me sick. We'll talk about it. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. 
American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden both lie and say there's a dagger at the throat of democracy. Our democracy is under the greatest threat ever because of January the 6th. Ladies and gentlemen, how can we have a dagger at the throat of democracy when we don't even have a democracy, Dr. Scott Bradley? <laughs> well, there's so much to, 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 so many strings to pull on in that. I, I have a, a section in my book called The Democracy Deception in which we uh, basically review the falsehoods that have been so powerfully promoted in the nation today about this falsehood. But for um, for Biden to be taking this Jimmy Carter approach, I mean, uh, I guess that we should expect it. I mean, uh, thinking back, you know, the democracy thing, you think about what happened during uh, Carter's administration. I mean, the inflationary forces that were there. I bought a house during uh, his administration, and I paid uh, the best the best interest rate I could get was 14 percent, and um, it was like, holy cow! I mean. <laughs> Do the math, people. I mean, 12% is 1% a month on the unpaid balance, and so we're, we're paying over that just in interest. And, and so the inflationary forces that Joe Biden is encouraging and the Jimmy Carter democracy concept, yeah, they very much. They're, they're cut from the same cloth. By the way, you know, Carter's still alive. He's 97 years old now, for crying out loud. But, but at any rate, um, the deception that's being told the Biden, the Kamala, and all those those clowns that currently sit at the head of the government, it is, it is absolutely absurd to think that they even get any time on the media uh, to promote their drivel. But um, but this this whole thing is a, an agendized process. That, that you talk about trying, okay, let's just say for a second, let's walk the democracy thing out. But, but what had happened in the 2020 election, I am absolutely convinced, is that the election was stolen from the people. And so whether you call it a democracy or a republic, it had been a complete fabrication of an outcome. And, of course, that's been going on for many, 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 many years. We could talk back clear back to the founding era about that, the effort to manipulate or control elections. But you look at the um, the election of the, of uh, 1948, where where uh, Lyndon Johnson stole the election in Texas, and uh, it, it's well documented. I mean, anybody that's willing to look at the facts would say, eh, yeah, there's, that's just the way it is. It was stolen. But he would have never been the president of the United States had he not stolen that. I mean, these elections have consequences, and they over the long term. They have been very destructive of this republic. Now, what happened in the 2020 election has been, uh, it's immeasurable how damaging that has been. And uh, and for them to deflect, it's the magician. As his right hand is flourishing in the air above his head, watch the left hand. The left hand is where things are going, and they're trying to redirect our attention to uh, this January 6th, 2021 thing. And uh, and what has been happening behind the scenes is absolutely destructive. And we as Americans need to wake up to that and say, wait, wait, wait. 
every action that's being taken by this current administration, I maybe I overstate it slightly, but but probably not. I I, I guess I will stand by saying every action of this current administration violates the foundational principles of this nation to the point that uh, uh, they're illegal, they're unjustified, they're incompetent. I mean, they're, every aspect of it is destructive of the republic, and, and they're, <laughs> they're pointing to that January 6th um, thing. It's just, just appalling to me that now, they're flourish of their hand. Here's the point I want to get at. Some would say, oh, come on, Sam, we have a democratic republic, and you're just talking semantics here. Uh, we have elements of a democracy. Everybody knows we have a republic. It's no big deal. Um, but I say it's a huge deal. It is not just semantics. These words have meanings, and the form of government known as a democracy, our founding fathers jettisoned as fast as they could. Yes, we have some democratic principles, but we don't even have a democratic republic. We have a constitutional republic, and the rule of law and the pointing to God matters. Now, just because there's some democratic principles involved in the checks and balances, that doesn't mean that we have a democracy at all. This is not just semantics. This is a fundamental core principle understanding that you must have about this, or you will absolutely be let off the cliff like lemmings, Dr. Bradley. You know, it's interesting to me that uh, the revisionists have coined the term democratic republic. The founding fathers never, in all of my decades of study, ever called it a democratic republic. And in fact, when uh, Edmund Jeannette came from France as an ambassador and started democratic republican clubs in America, Washington and Jefferson responded they were livid. And those Democratic Republican clubs died. The founders did not use that term that was put in by later revisionists. And it's interesting to me that in, in the opening moments, literally, of the uh, uh, 1787 convention in May, uh, Edmund Randolph got up and discussed why the convention had been called. It was to get rid of the follies of democracy. From the very moment they have understood what they were creating, and uh, that from the very beginning, you cannot say that it entered into it at all. Now, again, I've got a, a segment in my book called The Democracy Deception. And, uh, and this is done because Marx and Lenin and Mao and Woodrow Wilson all promoted the idea of a democracy and because Jimmy Carter and Joe stone. Biden, right? Right. It's a stepping stone to communism. And and, and Marx and, and Lenin and, and Mao were very, very vocal about that. It's an interim step to the implementation of full-blown communism. And and so we, uh, we're on thin ice. Uh, and the American people, where you have a Kamala and a, and a Biden and, and all of the newscasters and all of the uh, – Educators, I mean, almost without exception, are promoting this democracy deception. And, and words have meanings, and those meanings uh, can be known if you're willing to examine them. And the democracy is not what the American founding fathers established. And you don't want to have these discussions with socialists and so on. They say, oh, well, obviously they didn't like democracy. They were tyrants. They were these elitist white guys that were setting up something that was in favor of them. No, it's because it allowed limited government with, with boundaries, checks and balances, that, that kept the deception or the 
tyranny of the masses from happening, because if you have a democracy, if 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 a some kind of demagogue can get up and promote the idea of something, and I could give you lots of examples, and I know we're almost out of time, but but I, I use these examples to teach young people about how when you allow the majority to rule, how the minority loses their rights. And uh, just in brief, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, but sometimes when I have a few hundred young people, uh, I'll, I'll look for the smallest person. I'll say, come up here. It's usually a little girl, you know, 13, 14 years old. And, I, you know, we talk and we say, let's say Sally here had $500 and I wanted to take it. Would that be right? No. Well, let's vote and take it. We'll all go out and get a Happy Meal or something like that uh, with it. Uh, let's do that. And I kind of whip, it up, whip up the enthusiasm about that. And pretty soon everybody's on board and they vote majority rules to take this little girl's $500. And then I say, is that right? They say, well, no. Why? Because it's her money. I say, so you mean to tell me that if the majority votes, they can't take it? No, you can't. Well, see, little kids, young people, teenagers can understand this. But but that's exactly what we do in America. We vote the majority to take from other people that which is not theirs. We violate the Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not steal. But we do it with our agent, the government. And and so uh, that's just one example that can easily be pointed out how just because a majority selects a, a process, and that's what democracy is, majority rules. It is a tyranny of the masses, and if you get the majority uh, going down the wrong path, it ultimately and finally results in tyranny. Well, that's what communism ultimately becomes because, you know, you, you have basically all individual rights are destroyed. And so, anyway, it's it's so And that's why our founders seen. said that's why our founders said you had a republic if you can keep it. They understood that it was a constitutional republic. It was not a democracy at all. They warned against democracies. They stood against democracies. They did everything they could to shut down this complete democratic idea. They knew about democracies before our government was um, uh, created, and they rejected them intentionally. And we have a constitutional republic. The deck, um, the uh, when you pledge allegiance to the flag, you do it to a republic, not a democracy. This is not a a discussion of semantics and hyperbole. This is a concrete, principle-based reality discussion. If the American people don't understand the principles of a constitutional republic, we will lose it. And what you have is you have the Convention on the States and everybody else rallying for this democracy idea uh, because then they say, hey, we just need a say in things. What you don't understand is you will have no say. The majority will rule by the elite, and they'll use democracy to deceive you out of the checks and balances that make America great. We need to return to these checks and balances because that's where appropriate uh, power is put in check. That's where democracy is stopped in its real imaginations. We've got to return to this understanding, Doctor. Well, there's no question. And in fact, you bring up these convention of states people and so on, these people that want to rewrite the Constitution. And, and unfortunately, and I've examined their philosophies very carefully, and I've put together many, many presentations in regard to it, testified often before legislatures against it, and, and basically many of them, uh, even if they're well-intended, they want to return to something that's uh, analogous to the uh, original Constitution, Articles of Confederation in the United States, which was fatally flawed. The American founders understood that. That's why they gathered in 1787 was to correct those fatal flaws, but those guys want to go back to something 
that we have had experience with, we've failed, and they kept the states and the people too much in the loop in terms of, see, we, we by our ratification process, gave our consent to be governed by the limited powers and authority and delegated responsibility that went to the general government. And, and, and they're wanting to reincorporate into it the failed philosophies of the Articles of Confederation and other democracy-laden concepts. And, and ultimately and finally, we will lose this great republic. And, and ultimately and finally, it will become a political morass that, um, that, that every step of the way has got the raucous voice of democracy in it instead of the steady hand that the Founding Fathers put at the beginning. This general welfare clause had to do with predictable, stable government. And, and it's just, that's, they're going to destroy that. And anyway, that, that's, that's where we're going with this, whether it's Kamala or Biden or, or these uh, so-called conservatives. Ladies and gentlemen, the key is, you know, you get the book and the lecture series to preserve the nation. The key is you understand these principles and we can save ourselves. But if we don't understand these principles, for lack of knowledge, we will absolutely be destroyed. Our prayers, our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our efforts are in repenting and turning to God for his protection and blessings, doing all that we can do, and then trusting in God Almighty to make up for our inadequacies it's through justice and mercy of christ after we do all that we can do those those are the things that god asks us to do that is where success lies final word dr bradley you got 10 seconds okay well listen people the only way we're going to save this is by going back to the foundation and the foundation of this whole process in this nation is going